of Just In Sports. I'm your host, Justin Reifen. I wanted to spice things up a little bit this week, so I've got a special guest, Dom DeRosa. How are you doing, Dom? I'm doing great, Justin. Uh, it's tough that we're here on Zoom today, but, you know, we're doing this together. By the way, love your name, Just In Sports. It took me a solid <laughs> minute to understand it, but I love it. But thanks for having me on, man. All right, let's get started. So the NFL draft was the last few days, and our teams, the Raiders, Redskins, have been the playoffs the last few years. I want to know, what do you think of the Raiders draft class? Man, how many wide receivers are the Raiders going to select? I mean, really. <laughs> um, it's, it was a lot. But I think the Raiders did better than I anticipated because, you know, the Raiders always disappoint me, whether it's on the field or in the draft. So – I'll go over a couple picks. First off, uh, they're with the 12th overall pick, they took Alabama wide receiver Henry Ruggs III. Uh, originally, I thought they were going to pick CD, but he dropped down to Dallas. And, you know, for the extra credit in one of my classes, I lost because I didn't guess it right. So they did disappoint me in that aspect, the Raiders. But with this, uh, Ruggs, real talk, kid's got a lot of speed. He looks like he makes some clutch plays and – he reminds me a lot of Crabtree. I know Crabtree didn't have the speed, but, man, he was a game changer. Uh, I miss Crabtree a lot. So hopefully Ruggs can be that guy along with Renfro and even Tyrell Williams to really just help their car. Um, but their second pick was out of Ohio State. Instead of a wide receiver, we got the guy covering them, the corner, DeMont Arnett. Uh, love this pick. Hear a lot of good things about him. You know, good feet, good control of his body, is aware, good hands. So he's good at covering those wide receivers. Let's hope that turns out on the field as well. Uh, they took a running back, I guess, as a backup. I really don't know why because they, extend, they extended Jalen Richard and they obviously have Josh Jacobs. So I was a little confused on that. Then they took another wide receiver. They stacked up on some linebackers as well. But also one of their last picks, another corner, Amik Robertson. He was 139th overall pick. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about him too. So I – Justin, I'm just hoping because the Raiders have obviously had so many issues on defense for like who knows how many years now. But when they had Sean Smith in like 2016 and they signed him and everything, I was like, wow, this is great. You know, it's it's so great to see a good corner at his time come to the Raiders and he just did not live up to anything. Uh, he would get smoked every game. Uh, I had a lot of trust in Gary and Conley, but he got traded after one game against the Saints where he just couldn't defend. So I just hope these two corners can be the answer. How about you with the Redskins? So I'm obviously going to address this Chase Young situation first because that's what everyone's talking about. He's all the hype. He's the biggest hype for the Skins. He was the best player in the draft. I heard he was better than Burrow. But let me tell you something. I saw, uh, you mentioned the thing for Dr. Moore's class where he said project the first round. And he said I couldn't project it because Chase Young was a loss. But let me tell you something. I wasn't sure that he was going to be a loss based on being a Skins fan because I'm used to disappointment. I mean, the Skins never come through. And on, the, on all these local sports channels, NBC Sports Washington, I've listened to several analysis about them possibly taking Tua at second 
chasing, uh, trading down for Jordan Love, Isaiah Simmons. I mean, Bruce Allen had no football IQ, so I'm just used to that the last 10 years. So I was just used to disappointment. I just, I almost, com- I commented on it too. And at the end of the day, I'm happy we drafted Chase. Thank goodness. I'm really excited for him. He's hella athletic. I am hyped. So we had no second round picks. So I thought that'd be a perfect time to trade our left tackle, Trent Williams. I mean, Trent just has this whole conflict with the team. He's never going to play in his skins jersey again. And the second round comes around, and guess what? No trade. And I'm just – I'm pissed. No no trade. I think he's worth at least a second-round pick. And I get the news later at night that – the next morning, excuse me, that Trent gets traded to the 49ers for their fifth-round pick and the third – and a third-round pick for 2021. And I am just yelling in my room, just pissed off because Trent Williams is a seven-time Pro Bowler left yeah. tackle, and I thought he was going to be at least worth a second-round pick. Oh, I agree and, with you. And instead, the Niners gave us a fifth and next year's third pick. I absolutely hate the trade, man. Like I, mean, I thought Trent. Yeah. I was going to add in there, but you guys got the fifth pick, correct? Did you guys pick? Did you guys pick like an offensive lineman or something as well? If that was this in year's, our, yeah, with um, yeah. yeah. So with the fifth round that was traded, he was we got a we like for the fifth rounder they gave us they gave we drafted this guy out of San Diego State, but everyone was giving the guy a C for the pick. Mm, okay, so it's not spectacular. Okay, because I was like, oh, okay, maybe because you know you want to pr- protect Haskins at all at all costs. Kind of like what the Dolphins were doing. Once they picked Tua, they would grade up their offensive line. Uh, but I think what the Redskins did well with, obviously, getting Chase Young, you know, he's going to be phenomenal. He's an absolute stud. He's a beast. So he's a workhorse, I like to put it. And you guys got a wide receiver, which I'm hearing a lot of good things about. Antonio uh, Golden, I think is I forget his other last name. Yes. Yes. So I guess the one they dressed around, too. Yeah, go with it. I definitely want to address him, um, to Antonio Golden Gibson out of Liberty. Um, to be honest, at that point, I was really hoping that we were going to draft Thaddeus Moss out of LSU first, who actually, thank goodness, we signed undrafted. But I heard a lot of great things about Golden Gibson out of Liberty from the senior bowl. So – I, I was I was first pissed off. I was like, why not Thaddeus Moss? And after I calmed myself down, I heard amazing things about the guy, not just as a player, but as a person. I I heard he could catch one-handers and juggle. I yes. heard him being talked about on SportsCenter endlessly today, and they kept talking about how much he loves to solve problems and break things down at different angles. Like if he if he takes this much time breaking down puzzles and stuff, think about the ways he can break down like a defense. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's that great. That will be dangerous along with him and Scary Terry on the <laughs> offense. That's true, man. I, I Redskins are doing it right. They're going through the draft and they're trying to build on everything so far, one little piece at a time, you know, and you want to protect Haskins while you can. And you get wide receivers, you get weapons for him because obviously the Redskins are just – it's a, it's a tough scene right now, kind of everywhere. And you guys, I think, building on your defensive line is absolutely phenomenal. I think that's, like, always the first place to start off. 
And that's what the Raiders didn't do until now. And they got Crosby a couple years back. And now that they're building their defensive line a little bit, Clinton Farrell really didn't show much, but I'll give him a couple years. It's so dominant. And I love that teams are actually going back to the D line like it was back in the day of football. Yeah, for sure. And then also what I also love about the Redskins is that they're changing the culture. They're taking out, like I mentioned, Bruce Allen's gone. Snyder, surprisingly, is stepping back and letting Ron Rivera and I think Kyle Kyle Smith, his name is, the GM, current GM right now, doing the picks. And I just like the culture. They're bringing in a lot of positivity with Chase Young. Uh, Even Moss, who they signed, tweeted HTTR. Golden Gibson was excited. I mean, we need those. We need that energy in the locker room. I mean, I Trent. Trent had to go. We don't need that negativity. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and that's where you got to start off too. And I love that you guys got Ron Rivera. Um, he obviously had his up and downs in Carolina, but he's just a stable, stable, very reliable, in my opinion, good to work with coach. So I think Rivera is going to really change the culture too, starting now. And then also, I'm also hyped about Jack Del Rio as well as a defensive coordinator. I know you might, I might probably miss him on the oh, Raiders. Oh, dude, you have no idea how much I miss him. But what's so great about him is that he's one of those defensive coordinators that's a nut. And those defensive coordinators that are just nutty like that are the ones that succeed, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Uh, look, I, I love Del Rio as a coach. I know when they went from 12-4 and four to 6-10, and 10, it was much disappointment. But the Raiders changed their whole offensive scheme, and I don't think it was on Del Rio at all. Um, it just sucks. Uh, I can sometimes understand what Gruden's doing, but I think the game's changed to where it's passed, and uh, I wish we had Del Rio back. So if you're ever willing, Justin, convince him. <laughs> I don't know about that. So with all that being said, what would you grade the Raiders? Overall, like all the picks? Yeah, with all the picks for the 2020 draft. I'll give them a B. I mean, they picked a couple more receivers than I anticipated as well. But they got corners, uh, highly uh, graded corners as well. Um, I'll just give them a B. I think they got two good wide receivers. Uh, but I don't know. I They got a couple of D-line, but I, I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. I, I, I don't get all this talk about Derek Carr. Uh, and how he's not the quarterback, by the way. Uh, he threw for over 4,000 yards within the past two years, especially this year, without having, in quotes, weapons on him. So he, he likes to pass to the tight end. It works. How many more receivers do you need? I don't know. Uh, I know not everyone will make the team, but I'll give them a B just because I feel like they could have used maybe one or two more of those picks that they used on offense, on defense instead. How about you? So – I'm going to go I'm – not, I'm not ready to go and give the Redskins an A, where I think a lot of fans will do. I'm going to go B, B plus. It's just because during those middle rounds, they went inside linebacker. We had some nice young line, inside linebackers with Bostick and Holcomb. I thought that was a waste. Mm-hmm. And they got – I didn't. I wasn't too thrilled about the lineman from the San Diego State. I I like the guy we got from LSU. I think we should have drafted a corner to fill that depth part of the depth chart because we need corners badly. Yeah. And 
the second rounder that got the the combo running back receiver from Memphis. I was hesitant about that too. So I'll go B because Chase Young, Golden Gibson, definitely great picks. Yes, for sure. But I think we're definitely going the right direction. I'll I'll say that for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You want to boo on youth, and that's how you do it. Now you just got to see when they hit the field. So tonight is another big night, and do you know why that is? Yes, sir, I do, but it's Michael Jordan talk once again. (laughs) We'll be dancing again tonight. We watch episode three and four of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary on ESPN. So I wanted to go more personal on this topic and just talk about last week's episode and just what, like, was more personal to me there. So I'm, I've been a lifelong Carolina fan, basketball fan my whole life. My grandpa went to school there, got his PhD there. Uh, my, my mom grew up a Carolina basketball fan too. One of her first words was go Tar Heels. My grandpa taught her to say it. Yeah. Hilarious. So everyone is, I feel like everyone, so everyone's heard of Jordan, you know, just through, everyone looks at him like they're Chicago, not at its roots with Carolina and growing up as a fan like I said I've always heard about him and his shot his famous shot to win the 1982 championship game which is legendary but what I loved in the documentary was hearing players like James Worthy who was a junior coming in when he was a freshman and coach current coach Roy Williams talking about and hearing how Michael said, Michael walking in as a freshman, saying that he was better than James Worthy. And then Worthy pops up and says, oh, he was better. He was was better than me five minutes after he walked in the door. And what's crazy is that James Worthy is always seen as the better college player. And Roy Williams also said Jordan was the only guy who could turn it off and turn it on, and he never freaking turned it off. When Roy Williams uses the word freaking, that is something serious. That is such high praise from Coach Williams. It was just such a big thing for me to see Jordan's big connection to Carolina and just hear about him talk, hear hear about the people down in Chapel Hill talk about their relationship with him. It's, I just I got to hear the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Dean Smith, the two-time champion, 82-93, talk about Jordan. It was really cool to see them dig up all that film and just hear him talk about Jordan. I mean, we got to see cool pictures and videos of Michael walking around campus. He, he looked like the average student, like you and me, just walking around campus with his yeah. Friends, not Mr. just Popular. you know Josh. <laughs> so it was really cool to see all this Carolina connection. Was there anything that stood out to you when you watched yeah, it? Yeah, it was definitely the Jerry Cruz. I don't know if I'm saying his name, Kraus, Jerry Kraus. Sorry. Um, all that that whole situation and how he didn't get along with everyone, especially Jordan and Pippen. I wasn't expecting that. I know he had his issues and he was not known as a nice person, not just with you know the bulls and all but just in general 
But uh, that was really interesting to kind of know about, and it sucks because obviously he passed away, so he couldn't really defend himself and go into this documentary and speak on upon it. But if he would have, but uh, that was I think really interesting, and also. I love Larry Bird's comment about when he said about Michael Jordan when it was like playing him, you're playing against God. I mean, that just proves it to me. I know there's a lot of uh, debate whether it's LeBron or Michael Jordan in today's game, who's better. And a lot of people are saying LeBron, but I will never say LeBron, no matter how many times he wins, because people say, oh, it's not all about championships, then great. So it's not LeBron then, right? Look, LeBron's been to the finals eight times, right? Eight, nine times. Oh, wow. Wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. I it, it always is hard to comprehend that again. But it, there's nothing compared to, like, the defense back in the NBA. If LeBron played back in the day, he would have been demolished. I mean, they covered the paint for once. Yeah. These guys just, you know, give him a one-way one lane. So I thought that was interesting, comparing him to Larry Bird, comparing Michael Jordan to God was just a phenomenal compliment. It was that he had that competitiveness in him. Yeah. Just that LeBron doesn't have. Like, he was always motivated to do better. He was always going to be better than you, better than everyone. It was crazy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that was his mentality. And I think we really get to see that in this whole film. It didn't go away within the first two episodes. We're going to see the true leadership of Michael Jordan and how he really just – help the Bulls and define the Bulls in a more strategic way. So this is this is great. I think Michael Jordan did say that you're not going to see me as the same person. You know, I think he was afraid of any backlash once these came out. Um, yeah. But I think it's the opposite. I think we're all going to see him more as a leader and a true warrior out there compared to, like, what we've seen him back in the day. Like, oh, he won six champions. Now we're going to see what he really he was like. Yep, yep. A perfect way to put it. Yeah. Definitely. Episode three or four tonight. So so before we go, I wanted to start this new segment, weekly segment with you. Uh, the funniest thing I've seen in sports media. So it could be sports analysts, commissioners, players, just ridiculous things they've done, funniest things they've done without having sports around. So I wanted to talk about Katie Nolan, ESPN's Katie Nolan, New England Patriots fan, reacting to the news of Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement and going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She was on Twitter drinking beers, uh, talking to Mina Kimes as well on ESPN. Mina was checking in on her. Katie's on her couch drinking her beers, eating her Cheetos. Man, I love Katie Nolan. She's always put on the show. Not afraid what people think about her. Hilarious. Did you see anything funny like that? One thing I just thought of, this is so stupid because it's like, you wouldn't think of it, I feel like. But uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman actually agreed for once, like in late many years. About, wow, think, oh my gosh. I think it was about the Packers. They were ranting about the Packers and why... Aaron Rodgers should be, like, disgusted. That was it over the Packers draft because they got the quarterback. Who's it? Uh, Jordan Love. Thank you, Jordan Love. I knew it was Love. I kept thinking Drew Love. Um, and they actually agreed. But well, I actually don't agree with their agreement at all. But uh, it was funny to see them agree. Um, I, 
because we all know they don't. I mean, Max Kellerman says some really interesting things, and so does Stephen A. But Kellerman's just on another world, another yeah. planet. <laughs> you but, could say that again. <laughs> <laughs> but they both agreed on Rogers. They think that this move to get love was a really disgusting act and kind of unprofessional like Green Bay. They should have picked wide receivers, which I totally understand. But if you're Green Bay, you've got to move on at some point. Rodgers is getting old. But uh, that's for another day. But I thought that was actually really funny that they agreed for once. I was like, I read the, I read the headlines. I was like, what? That is definitely. I was shocked to hear you just say that. They never <laughs> yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. It's like a married couple over there. So I appreciate you coming on again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, anytime. Hey, anytime, any day. I don't care. This is great. I love doing this for you, man. So that wraps up this edition of Just In Sports. For Don De Rosa, I'm your host, Justin Reeman. I'll speak to you next week.